Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. My name is Kelvin, and you, what is your name? My name is Fallon White. Fantastic. Oh, that's your government name. I guess you could say so. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, before I start asking you questions, I'm going to hit the intro real quick, and then we'll get started. Okay. All right. Welcome to the one, the only, Cast of Chaos, featuring the number one spooky boy, the Sephiroth of South Central. Rob Zombie's illegitimate stepbrother. The Black Chris Jericho. Will Smith and Ozzy Osbourne's love child. The Fresh Prince of Darkness. Elvin Chaos. And I have Fallon White on the show today. Fallon White, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a writer and poet? Correct. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I actually, I've always been passionate about writing. And um, I wrote my first book, apparently, when I was five years old, for my aunt. Mm-hmm. And I actually put that on the back burner for many years. So this is my first year actually taking my writing seriously after neglecting it for so long and so taking every day um slowly but i i know that this is something I'm passionate about and that i want to turn into a career that is yeah that's great i thought you had been doing it for a long time because like i said i um i follow you on facebook and I could be completely honest. I think we're mutuals in a gossip color group. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I saw your hair, and I was like, "Oh man, that guy's hair is so great! I want my hair to look like that." And, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and um, you know, and so I started following you, and a lot of the things that you write, I was like, "Man, I feel the exact same way." But I never want the uh, torrential downpour of negative comments from making the statements but i love watching people interact with you i love how upset people get about hearing your opinions and because i'm always thinking well you're always hearing someone's opinion you know right and there's some of us that just choose to not say anything it doesn't mean that we don't disagree with you or we don't even take it personally that you disagree with us because we already know you disagree with us so a lot of us just don't say anything and i think that it's it's fantastic that you say exactly how you feel and you welcome people to discuss with you and you don't really insult people you kind of meet them where they're at right right and that's what i noticed your writing i was like wow your writing is really like the way you would read people was very eloquent (laughs) thank you and I'm like, huh, this guy seems like a writer. And then sure enough, you know, you start, you start posting your poetry. Or I went to find you on Instagram because I think you were blocked for seven days or something. <laughs> I'm like, I want to read more of this guy's writing because I really like it. And then it turns out you're an actual poet. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of Facebook, I, 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 you know, I don't see Facebook the way that I see some other social media platforms. I think it's actually really gone downhill. So I don't plan on being on there much more, really, unless it's to establish myself professionally. But just um, in terms of Facebook and all of the, you know, 
the, the statuses that I would make and everything. I basically just don't like how much, how normalized racism has become in this country. And I, oh, I just, it's, there's a lot of internalized racism and anti-blackness um, within black people here. With The community, yeah, within the community, which no one ever talks about. I'm so glad that you brought it. Right, and I, <clears throat> coming from a non-American background, it's it's easier, I think, to notice some of the flaws of this country because you have something to compare it to. And so um, making these statements, I am just stating truths, truisms that I've seen personally. And um, I guess a lot of people have some unpacking to do, and that's fine. But at the same time, invest my energy so, so much into this because I do have other things like my writing and so you know for the whole facebook thing i i already got my, my account has been banned but you know facebook it doesn't take much to to get banned on facebook um but for seven days or whatever but like i said um i'm just gonna pretty much be staring away from from all of that because it is too much drama and it is too much negativity even if you're coming from a good place and even if what you're saying is true it's just i don't want that drama Right. It's more like what I found it's how you present it because I was I was like when I first got on like Twitter and Facebook and stuff, I was doing something similar. And what I found is that no one had my back, you know? Like I thought I was talking for people that you know didn't want to talk for themselves. I was like, don't all you people feel the same way as me? Like the internalized racism in the black community, for instance, is something that I would always talk about. I would say, how do you expect, you know, like any outside group to to respect us if we don't respect each other, right? right? Like, why would a white person give a fuck if we're like, I don't like light-skinned people. Like, what do they, they don't give a fuck. You look, you know, like the color, they don't matter. You all look black to them, right? So I would say stuff like that. And those are the people that would attack me the most. So I stopped saying it that way i stopped delivering my message in a in a, a serious manner i started to deliver it more in a satirical manner and now people respond to me in a way like oh man that's so true i love your podcast because it's so real and i'm like y'all didn't love me before <laughs> so, yeah yeah I mean you know so i try to get people to come on that have like you know similar views or because like a lot of us have these views and a lot of things that we have to experience so like i said i saw you and i was like oh man i really want this guy on the show yeah and i mean for the most part people on my facebook statuses and debates will agree with me it just you have a few stragglers and i think that no matter how you uh present something and wrap it no matter how uh neatly you tie the ribbon around it and and tie a bow around it people there are going to be people who disagree with you and come at you aggressively because of what you're saying there really is no pleasing everybody and that's something you have to become comfortable with yeah especially there's a lot of people that are just online to harass and we really take that for granted because like you were saying because of the country there's a lot of like hate so there's so much clandestine hate that people feel comfortable from you know typing from their from their keyboard like i hate this i hate that i'm like sit it in my face you know or let's have a discussion i never have a problem discussing you know what you feel or whatever you think your belief is correct because i think my belief is correct therefore yours is correct 
Right. You know? Right? So I'm like, yeah, so we can discuss, but I, re- I found, like you said, people don't really want to discuss. A lot of people just want to complain. So I stopped focusing on those people and I actually created this platform to focus on the people that had something to say and to get their message out there. So um, let's move on to your poetry. Can I read one of your poems? Can I read the my favorite poem that oh, you wrote? Oh, absolutely. I would love that. I'm going to read it in my poetry voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only sound louder than my yelling was the sound of my silence after I left. She became undone only then. Interesting. That one really resonated. That, oh, I'm sorry. The name of that one is called The Last Petal Fallen. Yes. And I and another thing I like about all of your poetry, it's it all sounds very personal, mm. and there isn't anything to me that um, sounds, you know, like metaphysical or you know, with without a context. Like it feels like everything is like a personal story that you're sharing. Um, what is it that you're going for when you're writing or poem? Like, are you trying to capture an emotion that you have or a moment in time? <clears throat> um, excuse me. So when my writing process I'm pretty much usually just flooded with something whether it's a sentence or just a single word or it's I'm seeing like a scene play out in my head or I'm seeing an object um it's it comes to me intuitively and I work with that sometimes I'm even like hearing full sentences in my head and it's not that these are from my own personal story but I like to observe examine and dissect the human condition and this includes relationships um, things like human emotions and so when I you know I think that one one key to being a good writer is being able to, whether you've experienced something personally or not, is being able to um, evoke emotions with your words, and people will think you've experienced it. You can, you can, you could have never been somewhere, and if you're a good writer, you could describe that place and you could write about it, and people would feel like you've been there. And so, I that's pretty much how I approach my writing, and there there might be little little um, sprinklings of things that I may have experienced firsthand or um, seen secondhand play out over and over again. But for the most part, um, my poetry is coming from a, a more fictitious place, but it's just that it is, I think, universal. Um, and so I think that's that's why people have these, um, it, it can stoke emotions within within the reader. Yeah, I resonate with a lot of your poems, especially because they're easily consumable, because many of them are short. Yeah. And by the time I get to the long one, I'm ready for it. So it's like a build-up. Because I'm like, oh, that one's so Huh? It's like a build-up, almost. Yeah, yeah, it was like, it's like a crescendo. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know anything about me at all, but I'm a musician. Right, I, yeah, I've, um, I've watched a couple of your music videos on Facebook, of you playing, like, I think you were in a park. Um, some of these videos, but yeah. You, oh yeah. I um. Yeah, so 
the, that's like my thing is musical poetry. It's it's not or any any um what you call an art song is a poem set to music. So I love poetry. I'm always like you know consuming poetry so I can read it out loud. I read it out loud and I find the music in it and I let myself be inspired by the work to create a work like that. So um and I never I, and I'm always looking for you know people that are similar to me. You know, often I have to find. You know, inspiration and in, you know other people like you know I'll read a woman, like a black woman or a white woman or you know or a gay man or whatever, just to understand their experience because I don't live their same experience. Right. But I just don't even know any po- poets like myself. You know, like similar in you know how they approach things. So it's like I see you, and I was like, ha! I think we have a similar way of you know looking at things. And when I saw you write, I was like, wow. That is so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, and um, and so your website, I also saw when you just released that. I actually just showed my friend who's also a poet. Um, I said uh, she was interested in writing, a, making a website, and I guess she saw some other ones and they didn't really look the way that she liked them. And I showed her yours and she was like, that's exactly it. Mm. So how was that process? Was it was it easy? Was it fun? It looked like um, a, a lot of it was DIY, but it right, but it right. but it looked so professional. Yeah. Um. So I actually used the website Wix.com, and Wix it's a a drag and drop sort of website. You can do additional things and go into like advanced settings and such. But I pretty much chose a template that they had to for something very. I think that. The more you try to do, the the less professional it can look, and I want my yeah. thing to look very professional. So, I did all of this on Wix, and it was it didn't take much time. I thought it would take a couple of days. It actually only took like just because I had to retype some of these poems, or I was changing the color scheme, or you know, just adding my own style to it. But it's very yeah. very simple, and um. You know, a lot of people I've read don't like Wix because they think that it's cheating or, you know, it's, oh, it's a drag and drop site. But, you know, I don't know much about coding. I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I, I deserve a website. And I think it's very professional for any writer or artist or person, um, especially in the creative field, to have a website. And even though there are social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I think it's still very important to have your own website because you can put that on business cards and you can tell people about it, and it's just a quick link,、um, especially if you purchase a domain. So it sets you apart from everybody else because it shows that you're serious and that you're dedicated and that you're actually a professional. You just got started doing whatever you're doing. So I would definitely encourage your friends to, to make. Um, a writing portfolio on Wix. Awesome! And what is the monthly charge? So that's the other part about the show is、um, it's to empower people, like creatives especially, because a lot of people I have I have, I do this on my page. I'm constantly telling my musician friends like, you know, get your shit together because all you need sometimes is the website. What happens? Do you remember that day? I think last year when Instagram and Facebook crashed the same day. I'm not sure where I was, but I know that they they problems sometimes, especially Instagram. 
Yeah, so I have a lot of friends that make their money off of selling things on Instagram, whether they be artists or you know, like sex workers and stuff like that. And they were like, oh my God, like, what do I do? And I was like, see, now you wouldn't have had that problem if you had your own website. <laughs> You're already driving traffic to your website because then people know where to find you and they know where they can find your stuff. You're building your email list. You can talk directly to, you know, your most passionate customer. And those who you, who you want to talk to anywhere, people who are really like, love your stuff when you're putting the next thing out and you can get excited and say, oh, actually, I'm working on this project. Right. And it's going to be super dope. And if you want, you can donate to it. And a lot of people think that's cheating, like asking people for help. The people that want this thing that you're doing, A, it gives them some type of pleasure, some type of joy, happiness to watch you do your thing. They're living vicariously through us and they don't mind helping us out. Right. And when you have all your stuff together, like professionally, you know, you got the website, you got all that, it's much, much easier to be able to get funding or to be able to just have yourself, put you, whether you're looking for funding or not, just to be able to be recognized as a person that's professional in that field, it looks really good. Exactly, I agree. Um, yeah. In terms of the pricing though, um, I believe, okay, so, for the lowest uh, plan that you can get is it says right here thirteen dollars a month, and I—that's the one that I did, I believe. But I paid uh, a couple of extra dollars for um, like visitor analytics so that I can observe who's coming in and out. Um, there was something else I think I paid uh, like five or six dollars extra for, but in total it was probably like twenty-five dollars. But the monthly fee is $13 you can also go up to, to set 22 um, 39 and it just it keeps increasing with more and more uh, features but I just wanted something really really simple and um, bare bones because it's just writing that I'm doing on here so I don't need a yeah. lot of space and such yeah that's wonderful now what would be your ultimate goal with writing because um you know as a writer you can pretty much do anything like you can screen write you can write for tv you can write for tele i mean uh you can write movies you can do copy work for for um other companies you can edit other people's stuff you can write a novel do you have any of that stuff that you're planning on doing absolutely um so i actually Ideally, growing up, when I would think about writing, I would think I want to be a novelist, and that still actually holds true. But the surprising part about just my writing and everything is that I used to think that poetry was not for me, and I used to say, "Oh, you know, I, I write, uh, I write fiction, I write short stories, I don't write poetry. It's not my thing." And so this year, I actually took myself by surprise because here I am writing poetry. Um, and it's just it's just coming to me. It's just flowing through me. So I I'm going to probably release some poetry, um, like a collection, um, an anthology, a chapbook, or something like that. And I also want to write short stories, um, and I also want to write novels. Uh, and these will all be um, within genre sometimes maybe nonfiction, um, but creative nonfiction. Um, and in terms of like novels and longer stories, probably historical fiction um, and fiction in general, but. 
like is there if like anything about history in particular that excites you i'm really into historical fiction myself but i'm in yeah i'm into rewriting the past essentially because i feel like history is rewritten or it was always written i feel like history is fiction right. to me you know i'm always thinking like when we learned about you know christopher columbus coming over or whatever in the way that they paint that shit we all know that's that's not true I'm like that is fiction. Somebody wrote this. Somebody made this up based off of some details that were real, and then they made this whole story up that is not true, and we put that in a book and get tested on it. That's outrageous to me. Yeah. So I've always thought, what if we just rewrote it? So I, I also write as well, and I don't post it yet because I was the same way. I was like, I'm a musician. I write poems to fuel my my lyrics, basically. Right. But if, for every song that I have, if it's not uh, like a rap song, which I do actually sit out and write the raps, but it always starts as an idea um, from a poem usually that I write. And then I'll say like, how can I turn this idea into a whole three minute song? But I've um, been wanting to do that. But like I, I draw from a lot of things that either happened or are historical fiction or things that I wish would have happened. Um, especially like with like like cowboys and the slave trade and stuff like that, I always try to rewrite it. Like, what if it wasn't like that? <laughs> so, what is a topic that you really feel passionate about, maybe historically, that you would like to do a project on? Um, I feel like it would be to have stories that tell about the lives of black people and people of color who were living in Victorian England, for example, or, um, you know, I actually have a story that I am working on in my head. I, I haven't actually done too much writing, but it takes place in the 19th century in France, and it's, there's magic to it. Uh, the main character is actually of, um, he's, he's uh, of Moorish descent, and it has a bit of fantasy in it as well and so um aside from that though i don't particularly uh have all planned out but i i know that it will be diverse um and i i know that i'll, I'll probably include fantasy so it, it may just take elements from different time periods and eras and in history and different cultures and countries but it's not going to be, you know, like I'm, I may stray away from uh, certain cultural customs that were, you know, just because that's what fiction is. It's embellishing. And so, yeah, I right. mean, that's pretty much where I, where I am right now, but I, I'm trying not to get too sidetracked at the same time because I do want to focus on at least releasing a collection of my poetry before I, I start, you know, bearing off into short stories and all that yeah getting too crazy yeah uh yeah that's the hard part of like what do i start with like right now i have at least like 30 unfinished songs <laughs> right i have like a whole project like two projects that i'm working on and i'm like i just gotta get right telling on my boy you know like stuff like that so i totally understand um but if you had unlimited funds unlimited resources and unlimited time to work on a project what do you feel like currently if you had the opportunity would be your masterpiece like the thing that you the 
that you want you would want to work on the most? Mm, definitely uh, a short anthology of poetry and a another anthology of short stories and released either simultaneously or one after the next. Um, and I would probably also use that money to travel because that's something that I enjoy doing as well. And I think that traveling helps with uh, my inspiration and also just keeping me oh, mentally in a positive space. Yeah, there's something about when you're always when you're in the same space and you're getting a lot of the same, you know, dramatic things sometimes happen in the same space when you when you're abroad or when you're anywhere else but where you're at it's hard to see the world like when i'm traveling it's so hard for me to see racism because all i can see is you know i'm in this strange place by myself and i didn't die exactly you know like somebody could have killed me and got rid of me if they wanted to but they didn't and at that at, for that i appreciate the world. exactly is how i feel um let's see um is there is there any big influence that you have that may not be writing like do you listen to music or do you look at other pieces of art is the um, like how do you because when i'm when i'm again when i'm looking at you especially um when uh, you look very artistic i thought you were a painter originally when i first saw you and, and um it seems like your your aesthetic really kind of matches you know what it is that you're putting like your content right and are you yeah are you drawing from like a particular source or is everything just your own creation well um to answer one of those i actually do draw i do traditional charcoal pieces i just have not been drawing um i don't particularly paint but i, I do draw um and in terms of my inspiration I read, I like to read books, um, like I feel like reading it, well, I'm not even I feel like, but it's been proven that reading, even if it's fiction, it helps to stimulate the brain, and I often get ideas while I'm in the middle of reading a book, and it may not even have anything to do with what I'm reading, it's just that my brain is starting to become stimulated, and I'm getting ideas, and they just really, it just feels so natural, and things just flow to me, and I think that anything that I'm doing that, that I enjoy and puts me in a good mood tends to bring about inspiration. So I enjoy things like going to museums and, you know, going into New York City because I live in New York and, um, you know, watching documentaries, traveling, like I said, um, sometimes even just listening to people's conversations or observing people um, can bring about inspiration. So, um, and sometimes listening to music, um, but I think that just anything that I'm doing that puts me in a good mood and helps me to uh, be in a good place mentally, things just come to me. It's kind of like meditation. Um, I feel like that's, that's usually how it is when you're an artist or a creative person. Things just kind of come to you intuitively sometimes, and sometimes it's not even forced. It's just you're in a good space. Just yeah. there fully formed yeah you're like what is this i have to get this out immediately do you do you ever have any silly idea like i had a, a very silly idea for a poem and uh, it's only a couple of lines long and i'm gonna finish it but i'd like to share okay. it with you because this is not normally what i the kind of stuff that i write 
I often write um, like things that things that are reflective of how I feel at the moment is usually what I would write. But this one it says, "Poems that rhyme are my are kind of my thing. There's just something about them that makes my heart sing." The gentle way you can put a smile on someone's face. All you need is a pen, a pad, then pretend like your mace. Of bad boy fame, no less. And that's all I have so far. That's, that's... And I write like I, I... I pretty much write like I would deliver them. Right. I like that. It's, it's nice and whimsical. You know, it's a, a lighthearted poem. It put a slight smile on my face. I talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and I'm and and see like that. Normally, I wouldn't even write that poem down because I would say that's not me. That's not my brand. I'm the Fresh Prince of Darkness. You know, like usually everything's kind of morbid that I write. You know, so that particular one came and and I'm thinking balance now is what I'm focusing on is showing all sides of myself and not just focus. You know, because with uh, social media and stuff, we get so focused on like branding. Like we have to stick to one right. thing. If I started coming out like this, then I have to stay with this all the time. But, you know, we're all multifaceted beings. None of us are, you know, we're all even, hip, you know, hypocrites of ourselves. And I think all of those things are beautiful. Like you were saying earlier, you like to study the human condition. And I feel the exact same way is that if more of us study the human condition, that we would A, be more understanding and B, there would be less fighting because we would all say, you know what? I do that same thing. Right. You know, there are times where I jump to conclusions. There are times where I think I'm right and I'm not. There are times when, you know, and I think if we really kind of would forgive ourselves more, that it would just go a long way, you know, or allow ourselves to not be perfect or allow ourselves to be whimsical and to be sensitive and to be playful instead of like so serious all the time. Right. And um, back to what you said about people, uh, under trying to understand one another did you know that reading fiction actually equals empathy because they're reading about the perspective and the lives of others the characters in the books and so uh, maybe more people need to read the books to, to help them understand yes. other people who share this space this planet that as well and and all these different books that was another thing because i was thinking whenever people think you should read more they're the the we always feel like i gotta read the classics right you know like charles dickens or or um whomever you know like whomever some and if you haven't read the classics then you don't know anything about books i think even reading children's books anything that um like you said requires you to describe a feeling in words helps you to be more empathetic because i always think wow i didn't think i could um express myself i'm going to use this word i'm going to use this sentence actually because this character in the book said that and he got this reaction out of from another character maybe if i try that in my real life it would work for me right that is amazing um okay and I think the last thing I want to talk to you about, so I have on my YouTube channel for a while, when I was promoting my beats, um, I was putting my beats in the back of African 
folk tales that I was reading. So I have this giant um, book of African folk tales, and and I read a lot about uh, Santeria. Um, I'm really into folk tales in general because I feel like folk tales are really what explains a culture rather than history. Like I always feel like history was the fiction, and folk tales was the was the actual history. That makes sense. It was. Like, yeah, right. I was like, it was the opposite, opposite to me because I was like, all the facts, if you go and look, not always verifiable. But how a particular culture reacts to a story, if, if they know the story, everyone has almost the same reaction to the story. Right? Like, if you know, any Anansi stories, um, you know, it's always about the trickster. It's always about like, oh, you can't trust this guy because he's a trickster. Like, those are what those stories are meant to know. Everyone unanimously agrees about the interpretation of the character. Right. Maybe they, they don't agree with, you know, how he, you know, handled himself in that thing, but everyone almost unanimously agrees on what the moral of the story is. Yeah, the takeaway or the lesson that was learned. Exactly. So, um, and the other thing about that is that they encourage the new writers or, you know, people that are keeping the story alive to tell it in your own way. So one of the things I've always wanted to do, or even when I'm writing, I'm thinking I'm rewriting a story I've heard before, but I'm updating. And the reason why is because I like this story. Like I have a, there's a particular story that I think is really funny. Um, I won't tell the whole thing, but it's basically this guy, two guys go to the, 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 um, the forest to go hunt a giraffe. And one of them ends up killing the giraffe while the other one was laughing at the guy because he, almost, he was like hanging around the giraffe's neck and I guess he thought it was so funny that he passed out from laughter. And um, the guy doesn't end up sharing the giraffe meat with him and the guy ends up double crossing him and stealing all the meat. And so the moral of the story is um, uh, whoever you're working with, make sure that you don't trust them, that you trust them. And if you are going to do something shady that they may not like, make sure they're far away from you when they do when you do it. And I thought stories like that are so much more real than like, you know, um, you got to be nice to pe- to strangers. You know, it's like, no, you don't. You got to not trust everybody until they're proven to be trustworthy yeah and um right and i like to uh, modernize them and update them and tell them you know from my own perspective and write them in a way that people like me can understand as opposed to writing archaically or writing you know in a way where people have to look up the words and say i don't know what this means or i don't really kind of follow what you're doing is there do you have an interest in is that what you're thinking when you're creating your things like i want to um influence people with my experience and and show them what i have learned like are you always thinking i want to affect the 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 reader Mm. to be not really um that's usually not at the forefront of my mind um i i'm just writing from within i'm just writing uh you know a story um i see a lot of my my poetry uh as i stated before as stories like fictitious a lot of them maybe with like elements of you know some experiences but maybe maybe not um and so i i am not really thinking too much about how the reader will receive my writing as i'm writing i think that that can actually be quite 
um, dangerous to go down that path. It can kind of like throw you off if you're thinking too much. Oh well, how will this be interpreted? How will this? How will people perceive this? Oh, is this too dark? Is this you know too light? Will will people be offended? And I think it's very easy to get sidetracked or to lose your own voice. And I think that as a writer, yeah. any creative person, it's to maintain your um, authenticity, your your personal voice. Whatever it is you feel you have to say, say it. And say it in a way that makes sense to you. And the people who can understand your language will find you. I think that's a better way as opposed to trying to appease to like mainstream or the masses or certain group. Just say it however you want to say it and the people who it resonates with will Beautiful. And the last thing I'm going to add, this is actually the last, that wasn't the last thing, but this is the last thing. Um, so do you have any advice for up and coming writers? I know that was what you just said was part of it, but is there anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, I've noticed that a lot of people nowadays are going the self-publishing route and are very focused on social media. And I just want to say that while it's good to just know all of your options i think it's still important to consider uh traditional routes like for example submitting to, to uh publishing houses and to publishers and to not get sucked into social media too much with your work if you are posting on social media make sure you're also doing other things that can actually take you to the next level like make sure that you're submitting your work to literary journals a lot of people don't even know what literary journals are starting out there are so many there's a website called submittable um i can send you the link to it um and it's that would be great yeah if you're a writer or a creative person you can go on there and you can see the open calls the open submissions that like literary magazines have and you can submit your work so just don't get too caught up in social media addicted to people liking your content while also not anything in the real world if you want to call it that you have to find a balance i know that it's nice to get likes and you know attention and fanfare but you should also be putting in a lot of hard work and trying to get your work seen by people who can actually take you to the next level because the people on social media and on instagram may not be able to they they may just have a kind word or they like your work but you still have to put in um some traditional hard work true and Thank you so much, Fallon. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, tell us where we can find your materials again and send me the links afterwards so I can put them in the show notes. Sure. Um, so I do have a website. It's my writing portfolio. The link is um, fw-poetry.com. And I'm also on Instagram. Um, my new Instagram account is dot poetry and these are going to be the main places where i'm posting my work um sometimes I'll, I'll be posting to facebook i created a facebook page for my poetry but i don't really you know again i'm trying to kind of get away from facebook yeah awesome yeah i just want to make sure that the people listen can hear you can find you because like yeah if you guys like this channel then you will love his page you will love his poetry because it's right up our alley it's my it's up my alley so it's up everyone else that listens to this podcast alley as well 
and that's cool yeah like i said so send me those links over and i will post it in the show notes and thank you very much for coming on the show and to everyone listening out there i appreciate you and until next time stay spooky thank you so much for having me no problem talk to you soon bye